0: Fresh from the wood
1: So can I still let people you
2: No you'd be violating it, but you can just sweet the rain's new
1: fall
0: sunlit from heaven like the first dew fall on the first grass praise for the sweet a church sprung in completeness Where his feet
3: pass
0: Mine is the sunlight, mine is the morning The one light Eden's saw play praise with elation praise every morning God's recreation of the new day. First morning, Blackbird has spoken like the first bird. Praise for the singing, praise for the morning, praise for them,
2: springing fresh from the word. We have a great music area.
4: Welcome and good morning. I'm Nancy Merritt, and I'm honored to serve on your Board of Trustees. Before I get into all the announcements this morning, I want to just check in and invite you to take out your electronic device. And if you are on social media, feel free to check in and let people know that you're here at Unity Minneapolis and that they're welcome. And then silence your device or put it on airplane mode so that people can enjoy um, this sacred hour, and it's a gift for us to do that. So having that silence is important, thank you. So this afternoon at 1.30, you're invited to join Esther Nicholson for a dynamic workshop to take you on an inward journey of rediscovering the abundant good awaiting you, and your willingness and acceptance and alignment. So join us this afternoon at 1.30 for that. March, and it is March, is Pack the Pews month as we participate in the Minnesota Food Share Campaign. There are grocery bags available in the garden court, ready for you to fill and support in support of Minnesota's Hunger Relief Network. We look forward to seeing all these pews, um, the ones behind the minister's chairs, overflowing by the end of March, March 30th, and we can do this. So as always, thank you in advance for your generosity. And this Friday night is MBT Community. Join Kira and Lucas Christofferson at 7 o'clock in the evening as they welcome their guest speaker, Amanda Levick. And then next Sunday afternoon at 1.30, Thomas Mayello is presenting Mysteries of Egypt Revealed. So come and learn about the connections we have with Egypt and the experiences Thomas had inside the Great Pyramid. More info is in your insert, in your bulletin today. And if you're one of our wonderful volunteers, you are invited to our volunteer appreciation brunch. It's on Saturday. March 28th at 11 o'clock in the morning. It'll be at the Crystal Community Center. And we're asking that you please pick up your free ticket. They're in the bookstore today. And that helps us plan accordingly so we get a good count of who's going to be there. So we always have a great time. And hopefully, all those volunteers can join us. And thank you for your service. So there are details and sign-up sheets for events and classes and more in the Garden Court. And we also invite you to sign up to receive our weekly e-newsletter, Peak of the Week. And so that you get updated on all the things that are happening here at Unity Minneapolis. And as you know, there is always a lot happening here at Unity Minneapolis. And now we turn to Reverend Pat for...
2: Good morning. morning. I'm going to invite you to join us in our opening prayer. And we're going to pray this morning the prayer that silent unity is holding for the world and other unity churches around the world as well. So let us go within. Let us surrender one more time to that infinite, invisible presence within. Let us take that universal breath of the divine together and we surrender and we exhale and we let go. We know that God is love, love that has no end and a power that knows no bounds. God's healing power, divine life is restoring, healing and revitalizing our world in this very moment. We let go of any fears or anxieties, and we affirm that all are safe and healthy and protected. We bless all of those who support us in maintaining vibrant, radiant health. We express divine life in all that we think, say, and do. We bless our global family with radiant health, peace of mind, and abundant love. So this morning, we know without a doubt that whatever challenges we are facing in our life, whatever that may be, that God within is greater than that challenge. God within is the guidance, the faith, the love. And for that, we are grateful. So this morning... We feel that presence of the divine. We feel that presence. And indeed, we say together, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. Let's applaud this day, okay? Let's stand for our opening song. See Thank you. Laurie, they didn't know this song at all. I think, you know, it, it was beautiful. We all must be of a certain age to know that song. Right. Really grateful you're with us today. Thank you for being here and we welcome you and we also welcome those that are streaming with us today as you've chosen to be with us by uh, streaming. We appreciate that. Hey guys, let's affirm together our mission statement is in your order of service. Together. We are a vibrant, inclusive, prosperous, spiritual community inspiring and empowering full expression of the divine within through prayer, education, and service. Unity is an open and welcoming, inclusive community. Therefore, one of our favorite things to do here each and every Sunday morning is to acknowledge our guest. So, my dear friends, if you are with us for the first, second, or third time, please allow us to honor your presence here today. Just take your courage in your hand and raise your hand as I raise my hand. First, second, or third time guests. Keep your hands up until our ushers get to you. Wow, it's great to have guests. The packet of information you're receiving tells you a lot about Unity Minneapolis. There's a card in that packet. If you turn that into our book desk, we have a gift for you. The rose is a gift from our congregation so that we can easily recognize you and give you a very personal welcome. All of that's important. And yet, one of the most important things that I say on this platform each and every Sunday morning is this, and that is, my dear friend, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you're welcome here. We welcome you. We bless you. We behold the living presence of the divine within you. Let's appreciate this guest today, okay? Uh, you know, we're not, we're not uh, hugging and kissing and uh, <laughs> shaking hands right now. But it's wonderful that we can connect in other ways. So many people have shown me different ways how we can connect with our hearts without actually touching. And that is through Namaste, that means the divinity within me beholds the divinity within you, are placing our hand over our heart, that my heart is one with your heart. There's so many ways that we can connect this morning, so let's follow some of the guidelines that have been suggested and greet each other without literally hugging, kissing, and all of that. Okay, can we do that? Let's do it, okay? Namaste. (laughs) (laughs) So if you did not get a chance to connect with someone either by by namaste, heart-to-heart, bumping, elbows. Join us for coffee and tea following today's service in Friendship Hall. Let's prepare ourselves for the reading of the Daily Word.
1: We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. As the usher brings down the prayer box you are invited to mentally add your prayers to the written request in the box After the service the prayer box is located in the garden court where you may add your written request Your prayers are then prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days And then they are forwarded to silent unity where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days the word for today is Time enough. I find time enough for all I desire to accomplish. How will I best spend my time and my resources on this beautiful spring day? I begin by remembering my spiritual inheritance, my divine faculties that provide all I need to meet any opportunity or challenge that life presents. I also follow the example of Unity Co-Founder Charles Fillmore. I spring forth with a mighty faith to do the things that ought to be done by me. I use divine order to prioritize my agenda. My wisdom and understanding show me the most effective way I can complete each task. I use strength and zeal to maintain my energy and enthusiasm. Love keeps me focused on the good my efforts are accomplishing. Through the faculty of elimination, I release whatever I discern is not mine to do. And from scriptures in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. The word for today is time enough.
2: presence of God is in this place for you are in this place and that presence of the divine flows through you right now the divine expressing itself as you knowing and giving thanks that you are one with that presence, therefore one with all that is. And so this morning, know without a doubt that presence within is stronger than anything that is happening in the outer world. And that presence within and your faith in that presence overcomes the fears of the world. And as we listen to the fears of the world, we may find many reasons to be fearful. But a life lived in constant fear is not a healthy, happy, or prosperous existence. Yes, it is true that we must act wisely. We must use good judgment. But we must be especially careful that our faith is in the wisdom of God and not in the fears of the world. God is greater than our fears. Our faith in God overcomes fear and inspires a spirit of confidence, leads us in safe paths, and clothes us with loving protection. My faith, my faith in the divine, overcomes the fears of the world. And in this awareness and in this truth, we rest for a few moments in the stillness, and in the quiet. Thank you, sweet spirit, for the silence, the quiet, the peace that passes all human understanding. We give thanks for our faith, the faith in the divine that overcomes the fears of the world. So we begin to return to this place and this time, knowing that we have indeed been in the presence of God. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen.
0: side by side with no fear of who is standing near our roots are intertwined what's yours is mine we're all just reaching for the stars and one they named <coughs> Soul the Sun on Terra we draw our life from she sees us all on earth as one boundaries none life and light for all we could take a lesson from the trees we could take direction from the breeze we could take a moment it should be changing poison into air growing branches where we lose all our cares living long going nowhere watching as The world passes by, and though this old poplar fell, it's living on with a song to tell. So can we make harmony from the people falling needlessly? We could take a lesson from the trees We could take direction from the breeze We could take a moment to see Everything is as it should be We could take a lesson from the trees We could take direction from the breeze We could take a moment to see Everything is as it should be And as the moon rises high and casts the shadow of a leaf on my eye, I know I don't have to try to understand the mystery in a sigh. We could take a lesson from the trees We could take direction from the breeze We could take a moment to see Everything is as it should be We could take a lesson from the trees Everything is as it should be We could take direction from the breeze Everything is as it should be, we could take a moment to see, everything is as it should be, everything is as it should be.
2: Michael, it's a joy to have you again. I understand you had a sellout crowd for the last two nights at the Chanhassan. Thank you, God, yeah. Not only do we have Michael as our guest today, but we also have another special guest as well. She is the author of Soul Recovery. Soul Recovery is 12 Keys to Healing Dependence, turned her, her, turned her incredible journey from addiction to freedom, into a practical program that heals the root causes of unworthiness, shame, and trauma. Her life-changing program of soul recovery. This is a roadmap, a home. It's bridges that gap between the 12 steps of recovery and universal spiritual practices that have assisted thousands in living a new inner freedom beyond their wildest dreams. She was with us last year. She is a speaker, an author, a vocalist. She is amazing. Would you please welcome back Esther Nicholson.
5: here today. I love you. Thank you for having me back, Reverend Pat, and thank you for welcoming me back. So, the title of my talk today, my topic, is The Divine Invitation, Get Dressed for the Party. The Divine Invitation. We are being constantly invited. We are being pushed sometimes by the pain. But we wanna get to the place where we are not being pushed by pain and crisis, but where we are being pulled by the vision of our true identity, the truth of who we are. Can I get an amen? So we are being invited to recover, rediscover, and reawaken to our essential nature of wholeness. Yes? We are being invited to recover that aspect of our beingness that is spoken about in Genesis about in the, in the beginning when, uh, when God looked around at everything it had created and said, Behold, it is good and very good. That's you, and that's me. I want you to say I'm good and very good. I'm good, and, very good. and I'm ready to remember. I'm ready to, remember. I'm, ready to I'm ready to recover. We want to talk about the invitation as we are, being, as we are accepting the invitation to the reawakening To that authentic, innate, essential part of us, of our of our self-worth and our inner self-value. Say "I'm I'm valuable. And I want to talk about the rediscovery of our essential, authentic nature of wholeness, that we may have disconnected from, that may, we may have gotten lost a little bit, because that's that's the definition actually of recovery. Recovery is not about trying to get something that we've never had before. Recovery is the recovery of something that we've always had that's been misplaced. So we want to look today at what part of myself has been misplaced? What part of myself have I disconnected from? I remember a time in my life when I was a little girl, before I'd forgotten. I remember when I loved with my whole heart and my whole beingness, unconditionally, I loved big and I loved hard. That was before I learned how to engage in the illusion of betrayal, abandonment, and rejection. That was before I had been taught those illusions, yes? I remember when I used to sing and I didn't care who was listening. I, it, it, I didn't have an inkling that someone could possibly think that I didn't sound good. That never even occurred to me. I would sing from the top of my lungs wherever, in the car, in the shower, at school, wherever. But one day someone did say, oh, you don't sound that good. That note is a little bit off. Or you don't sound as good as that other little girl. And I learned. How to be doubtful about my God given gift and talent. How many of you can relate to that? Right? I remember that I used to dance. I used to dance as a little girl at the drop of a hat. They just say dance, and I'd be like, okay, and I dance. Then I learned how to feel ashamed of my body and how my body moved, and I started to hide. And this brings to mind a story of a little boy, and you may have heard this story before about this little boy who was five or six years old and his mom, had, his parents had just had a new baby. And he begged them to let him spend a few moments alone with the infant. And when they finally relented because he was so persistent and they, they allowed him to go into the nursery to speak to his little baby brother alone. And they, they, they listened outside of the, the nursery door, and they heard him saying to this infant, little brother, will you please tell me about God because I'm starting to forget. And so that's why we are here today. That's why we are in church. That's why we come to the workshops. That's why we read the books. That's why we pray. We meditate. Because we're saying, somebody please remind me of who I am because I'm starting to forget. I'm starting to forget my joy. I'm starting to forget my wholeness. I'm starting to forget my enoughness. I'm starting, I have forgotten how to sing. I have forgotten how to love fully with my whole heart, my whole mind, and my whole body. Because I'm now weighted down in this false identity, this illusion of unworthiness, not enoughness, and shame. And those illusions look like saying yes when we mean no or the inability to stand in our truth when we need to stand in our truth or, or, or not having healthy boundaries or, or having no boundaries at all. Unworthiness and not enoughness mimics as perfectionism. Can I get an amen? Because we're afraid of making a mistake. It doesn't allow us to make a clear decision because unworthiness keeps us in the fog and in overwhelm. And it it causes us to accept something in our lives that we know on a soul level isn't good enough for us. So here's the thing. You might think that you're not accepting something in your life because you're not good enough for it, but actually what what unworthiness is telling you to accept isn't good enough for you. Can I get an amen? Amen. Right? But it says, I must accept this thing. I must say yes to this thing, because this is all I'm worthy of. This is all I can have. And that's the fraud. That's the lie. That is not the truth of who you are. And I remember a while back when I was in negotiations with a client, and I was not, there was not a cloud on the horizon, and I was feeling really amazing, really good, And I'm on the phone with this client. We're negotiating how we can work together. And all of a sudden, my energy went from here to here. And I felt this sick feeling in the pit of my gut. Just touch your tummy right here. This This is where my little girl, who's forgotten who she is, this is where she talks to me and maybe... You know, you might feel that on your, in your chest or on your shoulders or in your back. And, and I felt this sick feeling in the pit of my gut, and I just touched myself there. And I said, what's the matter, boo? I call her boo. And she said, I'm scared. I'm afraid of asking for what I want. How many times have you been afraid to ask for what you want? Yes? And and I was experiencing this feeling in the pit of my gut, not because I was negotiating with a client, but because the, the illusion of unworthiness, of not enoughness, was seeking to negotiate with my essential nature of wholeness, and it wasn't a vibrational match. So when your yes really means no, and your no really means yes, you are cooperating in something that is not a match to the truth of your beingness. Yes? Yes. And I made a decision in that moment. I'd hit a bottom with living my life that way. I hit a bottom with accepting things in my life that I knew were not for my highest and best good. And I said that day, I cannot make my decisions from this place again. How many of you have made decisions from a place of unworthiness and not enoughness? Only two of you? I want you to repeat after me right now, I can't do it anymore, anymore. it's over, over. I can't do it anymore, I've hit a bottom, it's over. So I made that decision that I couldn't make any more decisions from that place of this false identity that I had learned anymore. And I made a decision to go into my secret closet and to do my soul recovery work. You see, I needed to recover something that had gotten lost. I needed to remember something that I had forgotten. I needed to awaken, reawaken to that part of myself that I had fallen asleep to. And I decided to stay in my closet and to do my soul recovery work that I want to teach you about this weekend until I came out remembering my wholeness. And when I came out of that spiritual practice, I came out of that saying, hmm, I've made the decision to leave the deal on the table to walk away. To walk away with nothing. Because here's what I understood. That when you walk away with nothing, with seeming nothing, in the name of truth, in the name of wholeness, in the name of God, in the name of your self-value, when you are willing to walk away with nothing, that the infinite, unlimited universe will fill the seeming nothingness with the divine somethingness that is beyond your wildest imagination. Can I get an amen? Because when you reconnect, when we reconnect and, and align, with that part of us that we were created out of. You see, you may have been born into a sea of forgetfulness. You may have been born into dysfunction, but you were created out of greatness, yes? Yes. And so when we realign with this truth, we are willing to walk away with nothing because we know that we know that we know that when this door closes, another and a better door is gonna be open. We understand that. And I promise you, it has always been proven. Hasn't that been proven in your life? That the moment that you let go of something that you've been holding on to because you were so afraid that you, you know, you, you, you weren't going to get what you wanted, that something magical and amazing happened. Yes? So why is it, beloved, beloveds, why is it that we say yes when we really mean no? Why is it that when we do affirmation upon affirmation upon affirmation, Shortly thereafter, we default right back to the same old pain and anxiety and and, and unworthiness. Why why does that happen? There has to be a reason why that happens. Yes? Because I know you're praying. I know you're affirming. I know you're doing the work the best that you can. So why is it that you keep defaulting back to this self-doubt and and the shame and the feelings of of not being good enough? What's going on with that? I had to get really clear about that and here's where science meets spirituality in a, in a really practical way. We are here affirming away negative emotions so that we could come into the truth of our beingness. We're trying to affirm away negative emotions while we're still holding on to the memories of trauma and painful events. Yes? so. Sigmund Freud tells us that an iceberg, there's only one seventh of the iceberg that is above the water. The other part of the iceberg is below surface, yes? So, our 40% of our consciousness is seeking to move forward. We're seeking to, 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 to remember who we are. We're seeking to, 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 to express prosperity and abundance and love and happiness and health and wholeness in every area of our life. But this other 60%, the subconsciousness, the part that is submerged beyond our awareness, if it is stuck in traumatic memories and disappointing and painful events, it's going to seek to protect you by any means necessary. It's just the unhealthy part of the ego. It's the part of you that has forgotten that you're one with God. That is the number one addiction, that we have forgotten that we are one with God. So the part of us that has been traumatized in any way, that has had painful experiences in any way, if that memory is still lodged in our subconscious, just like the virus is lodged in the software of our computer or the hard drive of our computer, then there is no way that that other 40% that's trying to move forward is going to be successful. Does that make sense? So in order to, to, to get in alignment to get that 60% lined up with that 40% where we are now reconnected to our wholeness without healing that, then we're going to continue to have the experience of one foot on the brake and the other foot on the accelerator. Where we are trying and trying and trying and trying to move forward, to heal, to, to, to experience abundance and wealth and wholeness in our lives, we're trying and we're pushing and we're pushing and we're pushing and we're getting nowhere. We must heal, we must become aware that there is something going on underneath the surface that is seeking to protect you, yet it is holding you back. And this is where soul recovery, my work comes in. It is the recovery of the soul. It is the bridging of the gap Between the 12 steps of recovery and metaphysical principles, where it's the accountability of the 12 steps and it's the oneness of our metaphysical universal principles, where it not only addresses those life threatening addictions that we are so familiar with, but those under the surface, under the hood, life diminishing. Addictions, to shame, to unworthiness, to all of those painful events. That's not the truth of your identity, but you've taken it on as your identity. And I had to find a way, and I found a way to bridge the gap, y'all, because I had to heal my stuff. I had to heal my stuff because it was very painful living in this adult body, having these wonderful experiences that I couldn't show up for. How many of you have had amazing, wonderful experiences that you just couldn't show up for, right? Because the 40% of you is alive and moving and doing your thing, and that other 60% is saying, you're not safe. You're not safe, you're a fraud, and you don't belong here. And I remember when I was with Bette Midler and Rod Stewart, And I was on stage singing, Have I Told You Lately with Rod Stewart. And I'm, you know, Bette Midler saying, Pack your bags, sweetie, we're an Oprah tomorrow. And for five years, five years, what should have been the highlight of my musical career was the most painful time in my life. Because every single day I was waiting for someone not to say, Pack your bags, sweetie, we're an Oprah tomorrow. But pack your bags, we just found out you're not good enough. So you can manifest something. If you think about it hard enough, if you work for it hard enough, you can manifest anything. But are you a vibrational match to actually be there? And so I had to find a way to not be afraid anymore. I had to find a way to live from a place of Safety and confidence and empowerment and clarity and truth and wholeness. i got to tell you, beloved, there's no place like home. There's no place you'd rather be than in the truth of your beingness. But how do we get there? How do we get there? Where we're not trying to operate from this 40% while the other 60% is holding you back. We first have to acknowledge I like to call it the Quad A Bridge. We have to become aware, we have to acknowledge, we have to accept, and we have to admit. We have to become aware that there is something beyond our awareness that is indeed holding us back from this place of humility and self-compassion. Can I get an amen? Are you ready to do that today? To become aware of something that maybe you're not yet aware of because there's a reason why you're not living the life of your dreams. It's not, it has nothing to do with God. It has nothing to do with the truth of who you are. It has to do with the belief. It has to do with a memory that is ready to be upgraded, that is ready to be healed, that is ready to be transformed. Scripture says, be transformed. By what? By what? The renewal of your mind. That we cannot have a new life with an old mind. So we must become aware. Say aware. We must acknowledge. So then we, become a, we acknowledge that what we have become aware of is diminishing or even threatening the quality of our lives. We become aware, we acknowledge, and we accept that there's a problem, and I'm ready to heal, and of myself, I can't do it. And that is the first step to recovery, is acknowledging that this 40% that's going and going and going and trying and trying and trying and trying to figure it out, that it of itself is powerless. Powerless. There's something very powerful about admitting personal powerlessness because it gets us out of the way so that we can tap into the infinite power that can do for us, as us, through us, what we've never been able to do for ourselves, amen? But it can't do that if we're in the way and we're holding on. So the first step is becoming aware. Oh my goodness, I have an addiction to my false beliefs. I have a dependency and addiction to my false beliefs and my past traumas and my past pain. Even though there's a part of me that believes I've moved on from it, there's a part of me that's still living it. And that until I get out of the way, until I allow this power greater than myself, which is the second step of recovery, to restore me, help me to remember, help me to recover, help me to realize the absolute truth of my beingness, then I'm going to continue to spin. So the second step of recovery says, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, could restore us to wholeness. Well, you can't be restored back to something that was never the truth about you in the first place. Is that right? And the power greater than yourself is what? It's the truth of yourself. It is the highest version of yourself. You are being restored back to yourself. The part of you that loves as if you've never been hurt, that, is, that sings as if no one is listening, and that dances as if no one is watching. How many of you want to come home to your real self? And in coming home to our real self, now here's where the the, the intricate connection comes from. Because this is who we all are. This is what we were created out of. Oneness, wholeness, empowerment, confidence, clarity, joy, peace, freedom. But we must make a decision, beloved. We must make a decision. And a decision is not a resolution. A decision... A resolution mimics as a decision until it gets too uncomfortable and then it becomes a resolution again. But a decision is that no matter what, I'm going to give myself this gift of myself. I'm going to give myself this gift of health, of well-beingness, of prosperity, of abundance, of fulfillment, of fun, of joy of feeling safe in my own body. How many of you are ready to feel safe in your own body? Yes? Yes. That's your birthright. That's your divine inheritance. But we have forgotten. So let's make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of this infinite power that goes beyond that 60% and supports us in remembering who we are, it releases the old memories of pain and shame and trauma, and it replaces it with the truth of who you are. Maya Angelou had this interview with Oprah Winfrey, and Oprah said to her, what is it that you know for sure? And Maya, so emotional, said, I know for sure that God loves me. She said it three times, I know for sure that God loves me. I know for sure that God loves me. And as I contemplate that and as I meditate on that and as I yield to that, I just float in this safety and in this love. And for a woman like me who couldn't sleep with the lights out until I was 26 years old because I was so addicted to anxiety, to be able to feel safe in my life, safe in my decisions, safe in what I'm saying, That's God. And because we are divinely connected, you are God. And so now it's time to wake up to that little boy and that little girl that dances, that sings, that loves completely, unconditionally. That is your birthright. That is what you are being invited to. But we must get dressed for the party. We must get dressed in consciousness to the feast that has been prepared for us. And the feast is your authentic self. The feast is the truth of your beingness. Come home. You're being invited to come back home. Because there's no place like it. Peace and blessings.
6: My feet are giggling. I'm sorry. I'm just... I can't. <laughs> Excellent.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: I've been happy lately. <laughs> Thinking about the good things to come And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh, I've been smiling lately Dreaming about the world as one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause out on the edge of darkness There rides a peace train A oh, peace train, take this country Come take me home again Oh, I've been smiling lately. I'm thinking about the good things to come, and I believe it could be something good has begun. Oh, peace train sounding louder. Right on the peace train. Ooh ah ee Come on the peace train. This peace train, hold a roller. Everyone jump on the peace train. Ooh Come on the B-Strain oh, Get your bags together Go bring your good friends too Because it's getting nearer. It soon will be with you oh, Come and join the living It's not so far from you And it's getting never Soon it will all be true oh, A sound sounding louder Ride right on the B-Strain who are Come on the peace train, peace train. Who are Come on the peace train. Oh, I've been crying lately, thinking about the world as it is. Why must we go on hating? Why can't we live in bliss? Cause out on the edge of darkness. The ride to peace train, a peace train, train, take this country, come take me home again. A peace train, sounding louder, ride on the peace train. Ooh ah yeah, ee ah boo ah, come on the peace train. This peace train, holy roller, everyone jump on the peace train. Ooh ah ee ah come on, come on, come on. Come on, the peace train. train. Is this the peace train? Woo, Come on, the peace train. Peace train. Woo, Is this the peace train? Come on the peace train We're on the peace train
3: <laughs> Yeah, Michael
0: Peace!
2: Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Esther. I'm going to invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to receive our tithes and our gifts and our offerings. If you're streaming with us today, we invite you to make a gift to Unity, Minneapolis as well. You can do so on our secured website. So let us go within just for a moment again. I'll affirm our church offering blessing once, then ask you to affirm it with me and then silently. Divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give all that I receive, and all that I am. Together, divine love flowing through me blesses and multiplies all that I give, all that I receive, and all that I am. And silently. Thank you, God.
5: up. Uh You know this is the early morning service, but we get to party a little bit. So you know I used to sing with Rod Stewart, right? He fired me. Uh Because I was trying to hold on to somebody else's vision. How many of you tried to hold on to somebody else's vision for your sake? God kicked me out to my greatness because I was such I'm so scared to do the very thing that I'm doing right now. God said, you can do it. This is who you are, yes? So I dedicate this song to Mr. Stewart. Oh yeah, and I dedicate it to you, yes?
2: While you're here, would you say something about your workshop, Yes. Please? So the
5: workshop, Keys to Abundant Living. So we want to talk about this afternoon, we want to get in there and we want to do some deep tapping and EFT. How many of you know about that? We're going to be doing some deep tapping and eft on that 60% that's holding you back. We're going to heal those emotional blocks that's blocking you from moving forward. So that's what we're going to be doing this afternoon. Keys to abundant living, heal emotional blocks so you can live your best life. We want to take that foot off the brake and, and drive into the fullness of our lives, yes? yes. I will be signing books out there. Uh, um, Soul Recovery, which was originally uh, released and published by Hay House. It is the 12 Steps and unifying, bridging the gap between the 12 steps and and metaphysical principles. The Forward is by Michael Bernard Beckwith. And each week it takes you from disempowerment to divine empowerment. It takes you you from forgetting to absolutely remembering who you are. I'm also here tomorrow until four o'clock. If anyone here today is moved to see me in a private one-on-one session, I will be here tomorrow. And even if you can't do it tomorrow, we can sign you up for another time to help you Heal that 60%, those emotional blocks, those painful memories, so that you could come into the fullness, the wholeness, and realign with who you know you are. Do you know you're great? You know it, right?
2: Right.
1: So now we
5: just want to remember it in every aspect of our beingness. Amen.
2: Amen. All right. I'm going to invite our ushers to come forth as we prepare to just bless these gifts and just give thanks for this wonderful morning, this beautiful morning all that we've heard, all that we felt. We give thanks for the opportunity to truly transform our lives and we're grateful. Sweet Spirit, we bless these gifts. We bless the gifts that's been received in the mail. We bless those participating in our consistent giving program, our unexpected income program. We bless the gifts from our virtual viewers. We are just blessed. And together we say, thank you, God. Together, thank you, God. And again, thank you, God. And yet again, thank you, God. I'm going to invite our on-duty unity prayer chaplains to please stand. These individuals arrived early and they are here to hold sacred space with you and to pray with you. So if you have a prayer request, by all means, seek out a unity prayer chaplain. Thank you for your service, and you may be seated. Let's stand again and bring our children in.
6: <laughs> we are. All...
5: fun energy in here today my goodness and we had a great time upstairs i had the pleasure of being in our nursery today so thanks to all of you for bringing your babies we had a great time and yesterday the you did their service day so they decorated a bunch of bowls for the empty bowls fundraiser that supports prism and that fundraiser is coming up on the 17th um, so check that out let me know if you've got questions and thanks for being here today
2: and let appreciate these adult volunteers. Let us, let us know together our prayer for protection. Together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is, I am divine, and all is swell. Let's place our hands over our hearts and let's sing our peace song together.
0: They mean exactly what they they say say. I dig rock and roll music I could really get it on that scene I I think I could say something If you know what I mean to get the chair.